we're, today we're going to do things a little bit differently because we usually we do a little uh, things a little bit differently around here and have the guests introduce themselves. But I'm going to get right off to it. Today's guest is Chia Marco Cerisi. Unless Yay. you want to introduce yourself. Hello. Do you want to do yeah. it differently from me? I don't know. I, 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 I was going to do that, and then I didn't have an introduction prepared, so that was a bad idea, I think. Yeah, not a single, not a single credit. You could have just found me on the street, frankly, with that. Yeah, account. yeah. Well, I have a lot yeah. of good things to tell you. Yeah. He, he said your name, like no offense, G, uh, whatever yeah, your name is. But a like, lot of our guests name, have been like, like, my name is on the Zoom. I know, of, but I've been drinking and I can't read. Sure. But he, yeah. he brought you up like you were Robert De Niro or something. Like so, somebody everybody knows. Sure, household name. Household yeah. name, Marco Sorsisi. Yeah, you know him. You love him. Yeah, is that I a part? I had a, a host bring me up on stage once for comedy, and they were very green. And the way he did it, he said, uh, before I bring up this next guy, has anyone here seen CBS's Blue Bloods? Silence. And he's like, okay, uh, the show Netflix, uh, the show Bonding on Netflix? Silence. Uh, the, the, the Chase Bank commercial with the, the dog costume? Silence. He was like, well, this everybody, oh, I thought everybody from was all start three. Cheering for the Chase commercial. What was that? I thought everybody was going to start cheering for the Chase commercial. I, I wish <laughs> they had. No, it was just yeah. silence. And then he was like, well, this next guy's from all three of those things. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have no idea who he is. Big round oh, of applause. Wait, I was you, so uh, nervous you were going to bring that, like, oh, I, I had this open mic host and he was green and you were going to, like, say something I did while hosting. <laughs> oh, no, Wait, are no. You, oh, are you Ryan. Tom Selleck from the show Blue Bloods? I, I, I wish I was. My scene was with, with Tom Selleck, though. Nice. How's he, how is he? Is he a cool guy? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's very much at work. Uh, but he was willing to take a picture with me. And as far as I'm concerned, if you're on a TV show and you're willing to take that time, you're a pretty chill dude. He's still alive, that, right? That show is filmed in New York or L.A.? It's filmed in New York. He is alive. He's very old. The guy actually who plays his father on Blue Bloods, his name's Len Carew, is only six years older than him. Uh, really? Oh, wow. And, yeah, so he's definitely playing younger on that show and he's playing an old man. Yeah, like like, is he 80-ish? He's got to be. I would no. say right. 70. There was, there was like some scene where they had to change the camera angle to not show his gait. I uh. guess it was a, a little something uh, with his lower his, back at the time. His gait? What is that? His walk. G-A-I-T. Was he, it's, yeah, was he just walking like oh, a really oh, okay. old man? Yeah, something had happened. He's 76 like years old. He, he no longer moves like Magnum P.I. So he's a lake. <laughs> yeah. Dude, ha- is his mustache like as cool in person as it is on TV or is it cooler? I mean, it's it's a it's a sod looking, but he's a man. He's a man. And there was like rumors of like, again, this is a show that's been around a long time and him final day of the season paying for the cruise. Uh, the entire film crew's night at the bar or something. He seems like a, there was something recently where he left a big tip. He seems like a, a nice fella. Oh, nice. Like Michael Richards. Michael <laughs> Is Michael Richards a big tipper? Yeah. He left a huge tip one time. <laughs> that was, uh, 
that was an episode of Nathan for you where the guy pretended to be Michael Richards and left a huge. All right. Oh, I yeah. just heard about the news story. I didn't. I didn't. I've never seen Nathan for you. Yeah. Have you seen that show, Gianmarco? Uh, Nathan yes. for you. I don't think I've seen all of it, but I should. It's it's astounding. It's, it's so hilarious. Funny. It's probably the yeah. funniest show. Well, there's one episode where they're trying to get publicity for this restaurant. So they have a, guy, a Michael Richards impersonator Sounds go familiar. in to the restaurant yes. uh-huh. and give give the guy a thousand dollar tip. And he had to like legally change people, his name. He legally changed his name so it showed up on his card and everything. Yeah. And so it was all it was all over the news that Michael Richards gave a thousand dollar tip, but it was, it was just <laughs> like that show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have you ever performed with the MR? With MR, who? Michael Richards. Uh, no, was, I'm pretty sure he's uh, his stand-up career kind of came to a, a harsh end. Why? What happened? What do you do? We're all, we're all joking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I think so. I watched yeah. it recently. I watch it occasionally. Um, uh, you get a hard on. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, <laughs> it's so it goes on for so long. It's he probably really, one of the worst, like, rants. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I, I know the guy that was hosting. I've seen the clip, and the guy. I know the guy that was hosting. Ryan, where are you? Comedy. You sound like dog shit more than usual. Yeah, and you're telling such a good story. I'm so curious to hear what the host said. Oh, I, oh, I, yeah, I but who was hosting. It was, yeah, um, yeah, Frazier Smith, yeah. Yeah, and after the whole thing that happened, like uh, when he was saying the N word and like uh, being very controversial, I'm gonna say I'm gonna put that out there. Um, he was more like, than the <laughs> he just acted like he was a regular guy that just performed. He's like, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Richards. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he had to go back up. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. yeah. And then he goes, well, sorry about that, folks. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, sorry about that, folks. <laughs> sorry about that, folks. <laughs> Can you imagine following that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> legendary if you had to follow that and you could somehow win the crowd back yeah he's a great host Fraser Smith have you heard of him yeah um, and then... but you mostly perform in New York you're in New York right I, yeah mostly in New York I've been to LA uh, a few times so I have my mother lives there and um, I've uh, I've gotten to do comedy store I've never done Laugh Factory yeah um, I remember you have done the Platinum Package, which is the show that I produce. Where where was that one again? Remind me. Uh, the Comedy Cafe. Yeah, I remember it vaguely. It's all, all the L.A. stuff. It's so overwhelming when you go there. Like, I don't know where things are. I'm just Ubering. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of shows going on uh, before COVID in L.A. Like a lot of small shows and big shows and everything. Yeah, no things. Why? Well, so I was there in uh, November, and I did uh, stand up. New York was doing some outdoor shows, and uh, it was very strange. They were doing shows where the audience had headphones. So, oh wow, they they all had. Um, they they do it like they have like uh, clubs, like night. Was clubs. it one of the car things, like where they're in the car? Or? No, no, it, they were outside, but they were all just wearing. It was right before outdoor dining like shut down again in November um, and they were all, this was one of these things where when you were performing, you couldn't hear what they heard exactly. It was definitely strange. 
Yeah. Really tough, but I did that, and I did a really cool beach show. So you guys have great shows. You guys, yeah, the beach shows very, are really fun. You were uh, I remember to do I had, outdoor uh, shows. I had Leah Lamar book on the show, and she's the one who got you to perform. She's like, "Can I? Can my friend come?" Right. Yeah. I was like, uh, Leah Lamar. I was, like, I, don't, I was, I was like, I don't know, because I usually don't have, let people's friends come. But she's like, he's really good. He's on. He's got a special and everything, or something. He's been on TV and everything. I was like, okay, okay sure, yeah. And very then, nice you were, then you were like the funniest guy on the show. Oh, that's that's very kind of you to say. Lee Lamar. <laughs> what a backhanded compliment. <laughs> no, because I didn't know who he was. Yeah, first, I, I, I didn't know him, but apparently he had a special, so I just let him up. <laughs> yeah, but Lee Lamar is, is great, too. You know, she's yeah, like she's a, a celebrity now on Clubhouse. Like yeah, I was about to say, I feel very overwhelmed. She has like 144,000 followers on Clubhouse and she pops up on my phone. She must be on that app. I'm not lying. 10 hours a day. It yeah. must. She's on like all day, but she's on like with like Joe Rogan and Elon Musk and Tim Dillon and all these people. She's, so. she's on so often that I regret following her because it's just popping up constantly on my phone. Yeah. And you I, should turn your notifications off. Are you on, on Clubhouse? I did one of Leah's like first shows and then I turned down a second show. I just had something. And now that I know Leah's falling, I'm like, you fucking moron. You should have done it right. Big time. And now yeah. I reach out to her. I'm like, hey, I'm ready to do a clubhouse show. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Joe Rogan's on the wait list right now. But once we get to him, <laughs> we'll see if we can get you a spot. She's like we got a guy named Jerry Seinfeld who wants to get up. So I'm, We'll see. <laughs> I Clubhouse scares me. Clubhouse, because I, I logged on and I started doing that thing you do when you join a new social media app where you start following everyone you know. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, man, I so don't want to do this. I yeah. so don't want to go through this whole thing again. I just <laughs> did this with TikTok. Please, please no more. I I, I never yeah. got on the TikTok train. I just like, ugh, I could, I, yeah, same reason. It's just, I don't want to go and find everything I like again. And like, yeah, and my comedy isn't like TikTok comedy. Like, you have to like do a certain type of thing to be famous on TikToks. Like, my target audience is not tweens, I don't think. Well, look, listen, as someone who does a lot of TikTok, I have to give a little pushback there. There's a lot of ages on TikTok. You cultivate your following. You know, I, yeah. I put, I put darker stuff that, and so I think my followers are probably, there's some teens, I'm sure. But a yeah. lot of people are on this fucking app. I mean, they start. It's, I'm it's, on it. Facebook used to be for, for teens too, and now it's for 90-year-olds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see a lot of old rednecks. Old rednecks are very popular on that app. Well, the, the problem is, see, Ryan says he's not, his humor's not TikTok friendly. The problem is his humor's not human friendly. <laughs> yeah, like my target audience is like cats and shit. Cats love my stuff. Sure. I do a lot of cat cafes in LA and uh -huh. I just perform for the uh, kids and they love it. They go crazy. Yeah, speaking of cat cafes, what's the weirdest venue you've done, Gianmarco? Ooh, good question. Venue. I mean, I think definitely some of these outdoor shows were strange. I did a truck bed Whoa. where the police shut it down about Whoa, thirty seconds into my set, um, and that was outside of of stand up New York. I did a couple shows in New York where the stage was up was across the street from the audience, so the cars wow. were just interrupting constantly. Or cars would pass like in front of you and you had to like do comedy around them. Yeah, it was it's 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 pretty brutal. It just 
a lot of these shows, you can get jokes in, but you can't like tell a story or develop a bit. Yeah. You got to get that joke in quick. The setup has to be done by the time the bus comes through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Honestly, there's, there's yeah, too New much York distractions is, outside. There's all like. the traffic and shit. When we did like shows on the sidewalk in LA, but there wasn't as much traffic because it was still like mid pandemic. But uh, there were some like distractions and shit. But even like beach mics and park mics and, and stuff, you're still like, oh, what's that guy doing over there? Oh, let me stare at him for a minute. You know, like, at yeah. a comedy club, you're so laser focused on the, the, the stage and the comic that it, it it's a lot easier to kind of get lost in it. Whereas but outside, a lot of the comedian skill is like, I mean, I always hate. There's so many comedy clubs where someone drops a glass. Yeah. And I like, I like, I'm a material guy. I like to work material. But you, you, you learn a skill. I think every comedian has to develop the skill of like, what distraction has to be addressed yeah and what can i power through yeah well um, there was a guy at a park mic that had cowboy boots no shirt and mm. like everybody was like kind of like hey look at that guy in cowboy boots every time he ran by because it was like he was running with cowboy i think he was homeless too and it was just very weird and funny <laughs> wow well, i think uh, yeah you're right about you got to address a certain level of um distraction i i was at a show that uh, Seth Lawrence and Bryson Banks hosted back. Oh, name dropper. Yeah, a couple months ago. Uh, anyway, Fahim Anwar did it, and like a Tapa Chico bottle fell over, and there was this crazy guy, and he made like a fake song out of, he, he called it Tapa Chico Oh Yeah, because this crazy guy kept saying Oh Yeah. And it was by far the, most, the funniest and most memorable thing that anybody <laughs> said all night. So you can really sure, make gold. That's what you... That's something you. I, I feel like I've learned where it's like sometimes you go, all right. I I know I wanted to do this joke, or I know I wanted to work through this, but something crazy has happened, yeah. And the funniest thing is going to be acknowledging reality. Yeah, yeah, that that happens sometimes. Yeah, and that's what's challenging when you, when we have so much fewer spots than normal. You really want to do your shit while you're up there. Um, but you just, you just gotta, I mean, if you really want to do well, you just gotta accept reality for what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We had a friend of ours, uh, Rishi was, uh, doing a mic at an op uh, open mic at a park, like a park mic. And he was almost killed by a crazed meth head. Yeah. He, he thought he was fucking what? his girlfriend and he threw a yeah, generator he, at him. Oh my yes, God. It the was a battery. Generator. So the story you're telling is a, a slanted version of the truth. He didn't throw it. Uh, he picked it up and it was about to hit him in the head, but our buddy uh, turned around because the audience screamed in time and he blocked it. It was a battery generator. And for months, I, I guess his arm still might hurt, but that was a few months ago. He said his arm hurt. And uh, it was like a, a big jacked guy who was shirtless who looked like Conor McGregor. And he was so saying, it was something heavy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was probably yeah. 10 pounds yeah. at most, but he said, you fucked my wife when I was in prison. And Rishi's so funny, he says, I don't even fuck my own wife. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So anyway, you got to be careful. That's why we've been doing them on the west side in L.A. I, I have not had any violence, which that's yeah. a good thing. Well, well yeah. The, there's been there's a few homeless people. City in where, where you do your mic in Brandwood. They, remember we drove by, by that tent city? Well, yeah. Yeah, there is one. 
they, they keep all the, that side of the, the neighborhood. They bought all the homeless people in Brentwood, like, like really expensive tents. And like, there's like 500 of them. And they just like, so they could keep them all in that one area. It's pretty weird. But Nick, oh. didn't you almost get in a fight giving someone water or something? Oh yeah. Well, that was a, see, it's interesting. They're more crazy homeless women. I shouldn't, I guess you can't say crazy anymore, but anyway, people with mental problems. And I tried, I was putting out water for the mic they're uh, you know for you comics and then i offered one to this homeless woman on a bench and she like accused me of like i don't know like trying to drug her and she's like oh the she said something about the jews and israel and uh it was it was really uh wild and uh, richie wow. was actually there he showed up right in time and then he was going back and forth with this woman he knows how to deal with uh this type of thing well, bad luck just follows that guy because then he oh, get yeah. assaulted. Like, He's been assaulted like, four yeah. times in the last year. Yeah. Wow. Oh my god. But anyway, I wanted to ask you and Marco. You mentioned stand up New York. Didn't they have something on a barge? Uh, like a boat? Yeah, I know, like in in the Hudson. I think Mark Norman did a Tonight Show set on the Long Island ferry. I believe. Okay, I I, I thought I heard so. something about stand up New York doing something. I bar, mean, I did like a lot picture. of, I did a lot of rooftop. I did one drive-in, and I, I'm glad I heard some people who did the drive-ins. I did the drive-in where there was some people outside, or they were sitting on the hood. Drive-in with everyone in the car sounds uh, pretty, pretty dreadful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've done, I mean, so much fucking Zoom. I. uh I mean, I'll do it anywhere, man. I, oh, I've been doing the train. That's what Sam New York has been doing a bunch of. Oh, no. Isn't that? Train. I heard a lot of people were saying that's kind of like fucked up to, to perform to people that don't want to get performed. No, I, I totally I totally get that. But if you know the New York uh, subway system, um, first of all. It's probably a better distraction than the most of the distractions. In there. Well, yeah. Let me let me defend yeah. it on a couple levels. One, yeah. the train is a hellhole where people are performing whether you like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. That's true. Two, we, what we did is we congregated. It's 7 p.m. on a Saturday night. The trains are not packed in general. We They gathered people who had, quote, unquote, bought tickets. And we go downstairs and kind of take over a car. And he obviously some people got on the car, but it really was spaced out a way where you're no closer to people than you normally would be. And <laughs> if you truly hate it, you could go to a different car. So yes, you could argue you're trapping people, but but to a certain extent, I think that's just trying to be a bitch. As, the, as yeah, somebody I that's, that's, that. that's, what I, that's what other people oh, were God, saying. Okay, go ahead, Ryan. You talk. Go go ahead, Nick. Oh, as, as, as somebody that's taken subways in, in Chicago on the like south side and the west side, if somebody was doing stand-up, that would probably be the third most inconvenient thing that happened to me that day. Yes. <laughs> I've seen, we have a lot of Showtime dancers. That's kind of the cliche of New York. Yeah. Uh, and what's so funny is they, part of their shtick is they get really close to you. They're flipping and it feels dangerous, but they're always like, nah, it's okay, it's okay. And I have seen one time this guy he did a front flip off a bar and he landed on a woman's foot oh. and you're kind of reminded you're like yeah of course they can't promise that you're safe yeah <laughs> yeah it's insane no, I thought it was people like sitting on the subway yeah. are like snowflakes no two of them sit the same way mm -hmm. yeah well so, this is uh tell me if there's you have a problem with this there was uh some people uh in l that were went to a hiking trail and like went to the top of the trail, the popular hiking trail, 
and they were doing stand-up at people that were trying to hike. Is, is that well, but bad? I think, I, again, I need to clarify the story because Ryan always tells half-truths <laughs> that are convenient, okay? Ryan, Ryan gets the it was It was Mount Baldy, which is one of the highest peaks around. So it's like an hour and a half, two hours at least up and back. Not only did they do a set on top of the mountain, but they continued to operate a portable speaker all the way down. So people Ugh. were captive behind the speaker. Yeah. Well, wait, hold oh, on. I didn't know this that whole captive. part of the story, man. Captive, they can't just wait a second and let them walk past or jump off the mountain. Sure. Yeah, I would jump from, off the mountain. Probably. You can. It's all chronicled on Reddit. From the sound of it, you know, obviously on a trail in the mountains, some of it, the sound will echo and it'll carry a while. But I suppose they could. People could have technically waited or sprinted down the mountain. But either way. It's inconvenient I, on a different level when you can't get away from them because there's one trail. I'm with up and Nick down on this one. I so hate like, hiking was, when people have their like music blaring. Oh, it's it terrible. was the comics in uh, yeah. like the fourth wall comics that were kind, they're kind of like alt right and stuff that were doing it. Oh no! Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that makes it that adds that another worse, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. Look, it's a it's a tough time and people are <laughs> resorting these subway i'll say with these subway shows though I, I would say except for a couple people who got on uh and and left or waited two stops it seemed pretty fine i did one where yeah. there was actually two shows going on at once so after i did my spot in one i went to the other and the people who came for the show they they, they were laughing and uh that's that's good there was this thing where Stand-up comedians, we, because we're partially embarrassed about what we have chosen as a profession, we shit all over it in a way that like it absolves us of of being a comedian. We're like, well, if we just shit, if we truly talk about how worthless this thing is, we do that makes up for the fact that this literally is what we're pursuing for our lives. Yeah, and we're and, constantly uh, making fun of the open mics that we go to, like three times a week too. It's yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, you only go three times a week. Oh, playing it. No, I'm just saying, like one, like the fourth wall. Or <laughs> I, I go to more. I haven't been going to any mice because I'm back home with my parents in Florida right now. So, I'm, oh, like, you're in here. Florida, so you're just hitting the clubs. You're headlining clubs. <laughs> no, I just got. Va- I was waiting till I got vaccinated to do indoor. I've only been vaccinated for a week or two, so maybe I'll I'll start doing that. But I probably I just want to move back to LA pretty soon because like. Uh, you know, it's inconvenient to do comedy here because I have to drive like three hours and then mm. I have to like get booked. And it's just like, it's like a lot more work than it would be if I was just back in LA. What Ryan is saying is he doesn't scene. really want it. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, you're, you got the fucking vaccine. I'm very envious of you. Yeah. Uh, I got it uh, a lot. They give it out to a lot of people in Florida, but, uh, I got it uh, because my dad is uh, works at a nursing home and they, they had a lot of staff refuse to get the vaccine. So they were giving out like extras to like family members and stuff. God, you mean they weren't so testing it on it. you? No, I wasn't getting uh, tested. Yeah. Oh. I can't imagine if you're going to work in a nursing home, then le- you got to leave the nursing home. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I have some slight complicated feelings about forcing people to vaccinate, but you're not working at the nursing home anymore. That's for fucking sure. Yeah, but it's it's crazy because I heard that was like 30% of nursing staff refused in like the whole country re- refused it or something. Fucking crazy, man. Fuck. Yeah, there was a lot of people. 
medical people that refused it. So uh, yeah. for the the subway shows, is there still a two drink minimum? I luckily no, because everyone okay. kept their masks on. It makes it feel a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, but I think people were came uh, plenty inebriated. Okay. There's a two, two piss minimum on the subway. There's oh, a, okay. A corner they get to pay fifty cents to be in. <laughs> yeah, I like the New York subway. I went to New York uh, like ten years ago. It's very convenient. You get anywhere pretty quick. Yeah, you like it because you're visiting. I mean, the subway is it's it's kind of crazy because I I really have not ridden the subway. Uh, any in any way near like I did in the past um, in this in this during coronavirus and uh, I use it a little bit more and more as as days go by and it's yeah. it's a nightmare it's a nightmare there all the horrors of humanity are are laid bare before you you really see all the just all the problems with New York and how we're not taking care of yeah. our homeless communities and. Uh, there was just one recently where I went on and a man was like screaming at his own reflection in a window and p- punching it, punching it. And we got off the car when everyone ran off the car at a stop, got into the other car. And there was a woman on it doing I- the identical. the exact. Oh, wow. Punching that wasn't, that wasn't during the show, was it? No, thank God. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always think it's interesting, um, like, like watching old Seinfeld episodes and you can always tell that Seinfeld was written by writers in LA because they're always in cars yeah ever knows that like in Seinfeld, yeah, they're, always, they're, they're never, they're never in the subway and, that's a really good point yeah well I guess they never wanted to film in the subway because they're too big or something I don't know well it's very hard yeah. to get uh, the licenses to film I filmed illegally on the subway for a bunch of sketches but uh, I heard even the movie Black Swan, there's a big scene on the subway, and they did that illegally. Wow. Uh, oh, wow. That's with a huge, that's a huge film crew, huge budget. It's just. Yeah, that's, that's what the guy. Like, does it have to do with like releases and shit? Yeah, all, I'm sure it's just an insane process. So I, I've done a lot of sketches at the subway where we start at the top of, of, of one of the lines, like on 175th Street, and we get on the last train. And uh, that's why that's why people bitching about like, aren't you forcing people to see stand up? I'm like, this is the New York City subway, baby. Yeah. You don't get on yeah. these trains thinking you're going to have a little joy ride to your home. So when I went back to L.A. for a month in October, I was in the subway in L.A. And uh, this is probably worse than anything you've seen in the subway. There was this these two people and then this one guy and, and they just they they went to the in the train when it was stopped. And they were they took like some headshots for the guy, and then they left and went upstairs. So it's horrible. Uh, why would you want headshots set on the train? I don't know. And then they just left. They just took the headshots and like got off the train. Hmm. I mean, that's the fact that you said that's the worst thing you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, someone taking I've, headshots. I've seen I've seen violence. I've I've seen people shot in the head. You saw someone. Oh, you're saying me? No, yeah. I've seen. I've seen not not with a gun, but with someone's cum because he was yeah. jerking off. Oh, really? well, they were like stabbing people. Wait, was somebody's? Oh, you mean somebody shot somebody with their cum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was. I was extending the uh, the metaphor, I guess. Ah, I like that. <laughs> but I, I have seen. I've seen some. I've seen some jerking off for sure. Now I've yeah, actually, that happens in L.A. I've never seen someone finish, which kind of hurts my feelings. 
it's weird. I don't know if it was because of the pandemic or what, but like I hadn't been riding the subway when I lived here for a couple of years, but I did during the pandemic, and it was pretty pretty empty and like nothing real crazy was going on in there. In the, I don't think I've ever ridden the subway in LA. I rode it once, and like compared to New York, it's 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 pretty heavenly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like a dream. People, I guess people don't need to ride it because the bus goes everywhere. There's a million buses that go everywhere. Yeah, too. I always had a car in LA. See, I can't drive. And so one of my big considerations if I go to L.A., I just never learned how to drive. I was always bad, really? so bad at it that I just... So you're a native of New York City? No, I wish I wish that would make sense. I just had <laughs> girlfriends in high school, and I drove. <laughs> I like drove to school and drove back. But anything else was a, a true disaster. I, I went on the highway once. Dude, Where are you from? Like, Where are like you from? Being uh, in control? Originally. I, I'm originally from Maryland, Potomac, Maryland. I tell oh, people. Yeah. Where my mom's from. Oh, really? Uh, Potomac? No, just Maryland. Oh, Maryland. Yeah. Um, so, no, I, I think I'm just, I, I'm very bad with directions. Oh, I've always okay. been scared. Of, like, I, I never really learned how to ride a bike. I never skateboarded. I never had balance. So, like, yeah. I just never acquainted myself with speed. Yeah. Um, and- I, I have something similar to you. Like, I love to drive in Florida. I drive everywhere. I was even driving for work, and um, but I, I want to. I like the LA. I lived there for a couple of years. I'm going to go back there, but I refuse to ever get a car in LA just because it's like it's so um, inconvenient. You have to get all these permits, and I don't like how the traffic is like insane and parallel parking. Yeah, you know what's inconvenient, Ryan? Having to drive you everywhere is your friend. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's stay in Florida. Hey, how, Jim, <laughs> Marco, how have you well, never... I just don't want to drive in LA. It's, it's expensive and I don't want to have okay. to do it. Okay. Well, it, it's cheaper than taking an Uber everywhere if you didn't have friends. Well, your drive. Ubers there are way cheaper than they are in New York. I once, I remember getting on like an hour-long Uber in LA and being like, this is only what? Yeah, yeah, the pools are very cheap. If you do, if you do Uber pool, it's pretty cheap. Yeah, well, when are Uber pools? You can't pools do that. You can't do it during the man. pandemic. Oh, they yeah. Close, pools are Uber gone. They might bring them back after, right? Like after this is over? I would hope so, but mm-hmm. it'll be a long time. Probably not till next year. Who the fuck knows? I mean, I, I have no idea what kind of timeline. Are yeah, we going to back? Because we're going to hit that point where we, we vaccinate all the people who want to be vaccinated, and they're going to say, well, not enough people have been vaccinated to do X, Y, Z, and a bunch of people are going to go, well, fuck them. Fuck them in the ass. <laughs> yeah, they can go, go ahead and die. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I still can't get over it. You're, you were never, like, put on a bicycle. I mean, the CN, I, I lived in the D.C. area for six and a half years. The CNO Canal goes right through Potomac. It's one of the most beautiful you know, yeah, biking no, trails. It's like you're, you're not you're not wrong. I think I think it was a sign of like uh, slightly negligent parents. I had the bike with training wheels, and then I I remember a very distinct moment. I was riding my bike with training wheels, and some kid was like, "You still have training wheels?" And I never rode a bike again. Oh, wow! Uh, well, you had great shame growing up. Yeah, I went back one summer. I think in college, I was home one summer, and I learned how to ride a bike, but like moving quite slowly. And when you don't know how to ride a bike and you get on, you're like, wait, this is impossible. So I think I think riding a bike is a lot cooler in Nick Linsmeyer's eyes than, than mine. I, he's I remember like and he's I was like, the first kid in my neighborhood to, to ride a bike. 
like without training wheels. Riding because a bike I, is not that cool. I hated because... looking like a little kid. I never said mad. it was Put... cool. I just think it's pretty functional. Ryan, it, it sounds like you don't know how to ride a bike either. Is that right? No, I know how to ride a bike. I just prefer to walk. <laughs> I would have loved, if I could do anything, it would be roller skates. I'm oh. surprised that people, that not everyone roller skates. Yeah. You pogo. I know you well, can't ride a bike or, or drive a car, but can you pogo? I, I mean, it's, it would seem strange if I can't operate with two wheels. I could, I could operate with one bouncy I can, stick. One bouncy stick. That would, that would be funny if you like pogoed everywhere. I, I was a pogo expert when I was a kid too. Oh, wow. I was very coordinated. Well, I used to play hockey and uh, I remember I, I would uh, ice hockey. And anytime I would rollerblade, somebody would make a comment about them being fruit boots. So I never rollerblade. I just ice skated and I could oh, I remember like, fruit boots. I remember when people called yeah, fruit boots. Yeah. Nick, did you wear uh, rollerblades as a kid because they were called fruit boots? I've never heard that term. Uh, really? I know roller blades were invented in Minnesota, and so that's a point of pride. You know, anything that happens in Minnesota, we like uh, we take personal responsibility. Like Bob Dylan, Prince, the Coen Brothers. I'm personally responsible. Jesse you know, Ventura. There's, there's N95 guy. That's right. The N95 3M masks from Minnesota, but you know everybody used to have one of those. And now no one has them. They're all gone. Like because it's been a year. The KN95s or the N95s. Just the regular old N95s with the metal thing. Mm -hmm. I had an N95. Yeah, I did for a while. Yeah. So, yeah, speaking of which, there's like, a, I've noticed fewer and fewer masks on people just in general in the last like week or two. And obviously cases are down, but they're still way above where they were last summer. What's the, that's in LA. What does it feel like in New York? Are people like super lax right now? I mean, I've definitely seen a couple more on the street of like, people have decided I'm done with this. Yeah. But in general, no, I think New York has always, one of the few times I felt emotional during all this was when the masks first started coming out and people were fucking bitching and moaning and complaining. And I remember getting on a subway train and every New Yorker was wearing a mask. And I was like, yeah, we, we are, I saw someone tweet recently, it was something like New York's not, uh, nice, but they're kind or something. And I was like, it just felt like, yeah, we take, we took it seriously. And I think we're still taking it fairly seriously. And I have noticed an uptick of just like random people with no mask at all. But in general, <laughs> I think we've been really, my mom and she's in LA, she's in Santa Monica. And she, she called at some point, I guess she was walking on the walking beach. On the this was last year and some woman was like, um, mask please. And she called me to be like, wasn't that woman a total bitch? And this was like in April. And I was like, no, you're the bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Put on your mask. Well, yeah, in Florida, because uh, I came back uh, like in the beginning of the pandemic and people were not wearing masks in the stores. Like I went to, uh, I was working delivering groceries. Nobody was wearing a fucking mask. And uh, it took like several months before, like when they started having like a mass amount of deaths, like four months into the pandemic, people started wearing masks. And now it's pretty much everybody in the store wears a mask. So it, it's like kind of required, but you don't have to. And then most of the time, even like the people that you would think are like a, a mass protester uh, are wearing masks now. There was, when I, I did an outdoor, I think my first outdoor gig in Connecticut and 
there was a group of I was walking away and like this group of older people, overweight, older people started making fun of me. They're like, ah, with the mask, take the mask <laughs> off. And I was like, bitch, you are going to be the one who's going to die. It's not me. Yeah, you're like <laughs> I'm a healthy you young boy. Yeah, did you I tell I'm off? saving yeah. you right now, not me. <laughs> you should be like, I'm going to call phone you, bitch. They called people uh, mask holes. Oh my like, god! It's like, are you guys? Are you guys? I, I my friend, uh, I, I'm starting a podcast soon, and my friend, he was talking about how like people would whine about uh, uh, the mask, like it's it's like yeah, it's inconvenient. So is walking. So yeah. is so is like picking up boxes when you need to move them. But you you yeah. just have to do it. I don't know what to tell you. I remember yeah. when I was in, in Illinois, I, I went back uh, to live with my parents for a couple days, uh, a couple months to move off of them. And uh, we were at the gas station, this lady, she had, she didn't have a mask. She had like the, the poker player visor over her eyes. I'm like, what do you think that's doing? Like, how is that helping anyone? She was just covering her eyes? Yeah, she was covering her eyes. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's pretty interesting. It was so weird. I was just, it was so bizarre. I like when somebody like, somebody runs into the store with their shirt over their mouth. That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one well, time I walked into a gas station forgetting my mask, and I didn't realize it until I was like at the the like refrigerator door buying my drink, and mm-hmm. like people were looking at me, and I didn't. It, it was like like I walked into the women's bathroom by accident, like you know what I mean? Where you're like something's off here. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> oh wait, yeah. there's no urinals. I I keep doing every time I do a show. I, I bring I wear my mask until I, I get up there and then the I end the set and you you get you want to get off the stage and mm. I don't really have time to do the mask so I always do this like I usually wear like a, a hoodie or a jacket I always do this kind of Dracula thing where I drape the front of my face run off stage <laughs> and then I put on the the rest of the mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably. Yeah. I, I haven't noticed it because I've only been doing the outdoor comedy. I just kind of walk off and just kind of pull it up. Sure, you just walk into the ocean after. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah that'd, be, that'd be a good uh, closer. Mm-hmm. Or, or I'll do it on a rooftop and just walk off the rooftop because I bombed. <laughs> There's a bike in LA that I've been seeing on Instagram that is like in a really fancy roof. Like it's a high rise. Like, in a, like a, it must be a nice building and it's like a show. Have you guys seen that? It has like the a building called the Eastern or the Western in the background. I've seen it. I haven't been invited to it. So. It looks really fancy. I would I, like I'm really ahead. bitter about it. I don't know why. Sarah Peck, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, okay. Or think of who it is. And What's the-, the nicest mics in LA? I think I, I once said uh, LA mics are, the difference in your guys' mics is your mics have a DJ. You guys would have mics with fucking music in between. Yeah, comedians. yeah our friend York. Rick Rosario is the sound guy for the improv, and at their mic, he always plays plays everybody up and down with music. Mics mic. in New York are they they could not be uh, more stripped down of any nice frills. They are brutal. But are, they all, are they all like the fourth wall? I, uh, oh. I, I I guess so. I haven't done the fourth wall yet, but you get the intellectual frills of Colin Quinn, though. Have you have, have you seen him a bunch? No, I mean he's he's really a seller guy. So okay, I don't think he, don't think he really ever explores outside the. I've cellar. heard he does. He did the cave in the creek, but maybe they just put that on their Wikipedia to uh, make people jealous. No, I'm sure he did the. Well, I'm sure he, the the creek in the cave. Creek and cave. Uh, 
before it closed. There was a time where the Creek in the Cave seemed to have a lot bigger hitters coming in, and it just kind of faded into it. Yeah, I heard that place was pretty cool. Um, what do you think of that moving to Austin? I mean, I, I don't know anything about Austin. Uh, I think there's a strange um, the, the, the Joe Rogan and the Joe Rogan light followers. It seems like a strange um, migration. I, I don't know what that scene will look like. But I think all scenes are good. I'm, I, I'm very scared and nervous about what New York looks like when things reopen. Um, yeah, LA's gonna be weird. There's I don't so see many people myself, that left. I don't see myself as an Austin person. I don't really have any information to back that up, but I just, I just doubt it. So I, all I care about right now is when will my places reopen, and when can I just get a lot of stage time again? Hell so yeah. I, I'm I'm very curious what what is the comedy cellar like compared to the comedy store? Like, can open micers just go and hang out there? Or well, is it I mean, I'll tell you right out the gate is like I've performed at the store and I have never performed at the oh, cellar. Okay, yeah. uh, and that's that's the difference right there for you. Where I think like uh, the cellar does not really have a room like the belly room where you can like mm. be a part. They don't of have bringer shows there. <laughs> yeah, they don't have bringer shows, or or really, they have some produced shows, I guess. But you, you there's just like a certain, there's a certain it's echelon for, you yeah, have to reach, or you, you have, have to, to. Colin Quinn has to have seen you killed somewhere. No, I uh, uh, whereas the store, like, it does seem just, it seems slightly more accessible. I don't know. I just got to do yeah. like the roast battle in the store, and back when this was a, a, a pure nice thing jeff ross said something kind <laughs> to me and but it, it's just like it felt there was that space where some of these big names might see you at that yeah. belly room show and that could help you get other things where like if i pass the seller if i ever perform at the seller ever it'll be a huge uh victory for me um but it's tough. It's very small. It's a small roster, and yeah, I would, I would, truthfully give up. I would unpass myself at every other club to be passed at the cellar. Really? Who give your, you give your left testicle to go to perform in the cellar? Yeah, yeah, and it can be tough. You, you, you can, you can get in the cellar and like not get spots. And I, I've heard people experience like all clubs, um, but the cellar is just. I mean, the stand is kind of becoming similar in terms of high caliber, but the stand's, stand's a confusing place. The stand does have an upstairs room and a downstairs room. Yeah. But uh, the cellar just has a lot of shows going on. I believe they have three spaces right now. And uh, until you're in it, it just feels so inaccessible. So they, they don't do like open mic at, ever at the cellar. No. It's all just heavy hitters. No, only. The stand, is that, is that owned by Stephen King? <laughs> sure sure hey, let me just ask you uh like a comedy nerd question how much you geek out on the uh cellar because i've been to new york about i think 17 times i've counted and i've been to the the uh the cellar maybe 25 times so i go multiple times when i'm in town how how often would you go to the cellar when it was open? i'm not a I, I, if i'm being honest i've never seen a show at the cellar never I no i i performed once uh there was it was they have a class there is a class at the cellar oh. and they have a show and i was like one of the like pro comics they they put on the show 
Okay. So no one killed themselves. In yeah. The oh, that's um, cool. So you got to perform on that stage. Yeah, I got to perform on that stage, and I used that tape as was that if, Village Underground or was that the the main one? Uh, the main one. Cool. Um, yeah, you've you've been you to New York seventeen times. Yeah, that's a lot of times. Do you have like family there or something? No, I I lived in D.C., so it's easy to go. Oh, up there. okay, that makes sense. <laughs> but uh, okay. no, I don't really so watch. Stand up. There's only a few stand up comedians I would really go out of my way to see. I enjoy, I listen to stand up a lot, but mm -hmm. I think the, the live aspect, I've never, I've just never been like someone who has to see things live. And, and at this point, I, all I would feel is, is envy. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. I've always been an envious person. And like to watch anyone my age or any of my peers or anyone that in my, narcissism i deem myself better than mm -hmm. i would just feel enraged oh yeah. i get that yeah yeah that was mostly before i ever did any stand-up so that was more as a comedy fan yeah i wish i had i wish i had because there was that phase before you do the thing yeah. where it feels really fun and you get to you get to experience like what it is um and yeah i mean i i just watched the patrice o'neill documentary I'll, I'll watch and learn all about stand-up but uh it's tough live. I'm only seeing someone live if it's like one of my favorite comedians. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we saw me and Nick uh, uh, Borsolino. We saw Jerry yeah. at the store. He just yeah, like you we saw were who? there to go to. We went early to go to Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Oh yeah, we went. We were there early to go to the open mic. We were there like an hour early because we we're going to go try to see free comedy, which you can do if you're a comic. Um, usually, unless they're sold out. And then we saw Jerry in the hallway. They wouldn't have let us in for free, so we went in and bought tickets, and yeah. we just stayed for like ten minutes to see Jerry and we, I saw, guess we saw Sebastian, Jerry, and then Burt Crusher, and then left to do the open mic. <laughs> yeah, That's we just left fun. to do the open mic, but yeah, it was I worth mean, it. What's funny is like I would have paid to see Jerry, and then I've hosted enough shows in New York where Jerry pops on and does forty-five minutes. Really, like, it's one of these things. After you see someone three times, you're like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen it. I don't need to pay, or and especially when you see them do uh, their new material and it's kind of soft, and you're like, "Oh, I'm the, the spell is broken." Yeah. Um, when I went to the store, I was just—I'm a big Anthony Jeselnik fanboy. Uh, it's oh it's, yeah, oh, he's he's like one of the greatest uh, joke writers out now. Yeah, and it was so funny because I was doing a show a show in the belly room, and I saw Jeselnik was on the lineup. I never I've never seen Jeselnik live. And uh, I almost missed my spot in the belly room because I was like, I gotta, I gotta see this. Yeah, I'm, yeah he's I'm at the store a lot. I think I've seen him like two or three times over there. Yeah, before. I get the impression from his podcast that that really is just the place he runs. Other than Lar his Largo shows, he doesn't really do the improv. I've, I've seen him with like notes on stage in, in the comedy store. So he definitely runs material there. Yeah. 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 The only, yeah, he's always, he always has the notes and he like checks everything off. It's pretty funny how he does it. Yeah. And I was sitting, I was sitting in the main room, uh, in the back. There were, there's this big empty row, and I sat in the back. And then Anthony Jeselnik sat a couple seats away from me, but in that same row. And I was like, "Fucking cool!" And then like a a uh, a server came over and said, "Are you are you a seller? Are you a, a store comic?" And I was like, "No." She's, you she know, said comic. yeah. And I, she I said, said yeah, no. I she was like, she was like, well, then you need to get out of these seats right now. These, this is the comic row only. <laughs> it was so embarrassing just to be like, oh, sorry. Um, oh, 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 that's why Jesselnik is in this row. And I, I got out 
tail between my legs and, and so you're those, like back. fancy the fancy row with like the seats and everything the cushions yeah yeah the, cushion, the booths the fancy yeah. seats for a comedy club just yeah. means they don't hurt to sit on <laughs> yeah oh god they, yeah. A lot of money. they don't have spikes on them uh-huh. yeah they're not made of hard wood have you seen brian holtzman i'm not sure he closes at the store. Yeah, he's, he's a really crazy guy. I'll have he's to see. Hilarious. No. I was amazed when I I have a friend um who who is a store. She's passed, and she goes up super late in the main room. And I had never stayed at the store super late. And then I think I was there around twelve forty, and I was like, oh, it was just like eight shitty people in the main room. It was just interesting to see this uh, special place go from this packed amazing show you'd kill to be on to a, just a garbage show at one yeah. with five audience members. And that's where no, no, no uh, shade on her, but that's where she was performing. And I was like, Oh, it's cool. You're past here, but yeah, these spots totally. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You're on the same lineup with Sebastian and Jerry and whatever this spot you're on <laughs> sucks. Yeah. So this guy, you like get, sometimes he'll get like really offensive and he's just like nuts and, he, he can cry like sometimes he bombs a lot like when he's closing because there's really only like 20 15 20 people left in the audience at that time yeah but sometimes he's like really really funny yeah man i mean look i do i do i mean i work this club lol in new york that is a uh it's a rough and tumble is my my euphemism for it and uh i'll do the 1 a.m shows and they're they can be nightmarish but I think it's all good. I think it's all all stage time. And even if I was in a place in my career where I was like, maybe I won't do these 1 a.m. ones anymore. After coronavirus, I'm like, well, I'm back to that. You're, you're, yeah, you're dying for a 1 a.m. at this point, we used right? To, we used to go to, fla- me and Nick uh, B yeah. used to go to Flappers a lot. And um, it's like the latest That's- mic in town. It starts at 11.30 ends at like 1.30. It's a, and it it's always a pretty, smelled. It always smelled like it, it's the mic that everyone shits on. Everyone shits on flappers, but that mic was like one of my favorite mics. Yeah, it's was, it was fun. And uh, you you only did like what like two, was it two minutes or three minutes? No, three you minutes. did three minutes. Yeah, and like and, most uh, most most clubs in LA do three minutes. And there would actually some there would probably be a mix of like eight regular people that were watching, and then a bunch of comics, and it's a, it's like a decent sized room. It's just a fun mic. But the Flappers famously has the shit, like the shittiest smelling toilet in Los Angeles. They have a, a sewage. There's an AMC, um, like on the top, like a big huge AMC. Rest in peace, AMC. And they have like, uh, like uh, all their sewage comes down there or something, or there's like a sewage problem. So the, the, the restroom is notoriously very, very, very smelly. At Flappers, I don't know if you've ever been there. I, I have. I've done a couple. I, I must have avoided the toilets. <laughs> Uh, yeah where did you do did you do the main room uh yeah i did the main room but like <laughs> with 10 people in the audience in the main room and then i yeah. did the is it called the yoohoo yeah yeah, yeah yoohoo and like I, it was great and let me tell you i mean i'm a i i love nothing more than a couch on stage there's a couch on stage uh, you bet your dollar i'm gonna be lying down on that couch at some point <laughs> yeah it's, it's not even like a room it's like kind of like a fake couch though it's like like a set couch kind of there, there's yeah, a but, couch on all their stages isn't there it's like a isn't that couch in the yoohoo like a hard couch i mean you could definitely lay yeah on it, but it's, it's, like sat on it. it's not it's not comfy yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. in the main room that couch that's a comfy couch 
I've yeah. sat I've sat on the couch in the Yoohoo. It's okay. <laughs> let's let's rank yeah. the seating arrangements at Flappers. Uh, yeah, I've even seen Jeff Garland lie down in that main room couch. It's a sturdy couch. Oh yeah. wow, Jeff Garland probably hold Flappers Ryan then. Yeah. What were you saying about so Jeff let's Garland? Let's talk. We're gonna get. We're gonna move on. We're we're close to the final segment, but first, let's talk about. Gian Marcos special. You have a special coming out, right? So I, I released a special on Amazon um, last uh, uh, something, last September. And it's going to be released uh, tomorrow, actually. Wow. Uh, this is, uh, it'll be, I don't know when this will come out, but but February 23rd on Pandora. Um, by, Hell yeah. This will um, be out in about a week or so. Great. Well, then when it's out in a week, it'll be up everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, uh, hopefully it'll be on Sirius. It's with uh, yeah. the Laugh Button, which is an uh, 800-pound gorilla company. And uh, yeah, it's exciting. Nice. Nice. 800-pound gorilla, what's that? Uh, it's just a comedy label. They released oh, cool. a bunch of albums. And you're uh, going to be, your specials on on Amazon. Yeah, so there's videos on Amazon, but if you don't want to, if you don't want to, I'd listen more than I watch. And if, if you like to listen, you can. You I'll can probably do. watch. I'll probably watch. But yeah, I usually, it's definitely interesting. a lot of times I listen. And the, the, the video on Amazon, it starts out with kind of a, a mini documentary of, of how the scene started to reopen in New York. And you actually see that truck bed show I was talking about. That the, mm-hmm. the Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Well, Check it out. Someone was filming. Yeah, with with like comedy, I like to kind of watch. But if it's a podcast and there's like a YouTube, I definitely would rather just listen to it in my car or whatever. Yeah, and, I don't know. And that's gonna I don't be get how people like can like four hours stare at a YouTube video of a podcast for so long. It's weird. Yeah, they, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of people in the world. Whenever I see these podcasts with these huge listenerships, I'm like, damn, there's a lot of people out there. Yeah, I mean, like it's easier to to listen to a podcast. I feel like that's why we only do audio, like when you're car when you're driving and like around and shit. Well, that's why I'm scared about Clubhouse. I'm starting a podcast uh, very soon. It's called The Downside, and I'm uh, I'm already scared that like Clubhouse is going to people are just going to dig that over podcasts. Well, we've been doing Clubhouse for like a week, the three of us, and we started a couple uh, Clubhouses. Last night was uh, what was it? Um, why does Andrew Cuomo um, call nursing homes whacking rooms? And then. Like the other one was, uh, what was the other one about? Oh, yeah. Uh, the one I, 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 I like the Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, we said who killed, yeah, we did the one last week, like who killed Rush Limbaugh. So we just mm. do like ridiculous topics and we like riff off of them for like a couple hours. It's pretty fun. It sounds fun. I, that's, that sounds like a good time. I hope you get reach Leah Lamar numbers soon. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get Leah Lamar numbers, but I do have, I have met people on there, which is very rare for a social media app to actually like meet new people. Right. So you got a girlfriend? Cool. Yeah, I got a girlfriend. She goes to a different camp. <laughs> nice. So where did you uh, film this special? Uh, it was a, I guess you could call it a courtyard. It was like a, a WeWork type space that just had a big old courtyard. I had a friend, Ashley Gavin, who was running shows there. And um, it was tough. It was starting to get cold. And I was thinking, do you want to do this in, in a, a park where I'd done a bunch of shows, but then you deal with 
then it's not a space. The laughter is dissipating into the open sky. I thought about a rooftop, um, but ultimately we picked this little courtyard and there were kind of walls. Um, we could, we were allowed to have 25 people there, including the film crew and sound people, but it just gave you of like you were in a place. Did you shoot like during the pandemic, like peak pan? What'd you say? Did you shoot like in the pandemic, like where everything was close? Mostly? Uh, yeah, it was, uh, we shot it in end of, end of September, I think. Um, so it was like if people doing the outdoor shows for like four months or yeah, about four months. And uh, we did, we tried to do all the things. We, we spaced everyone out. We had people come in pods of at least two, you know, their roommate, their lover, their, their <laughs> friend group that they had already been uh, a pod with. We did the temperature checks, the cleaning, um, sat the pods six feet apart from each other. And uh, it was tough because there were, there were times where uh, we weren't sure, does everyone in the audience have to keep their masks on? And it's, and there's the feeling of like, well, if everyone keeps their masks on, should we even film it? Because the laughter with this tiny audience to begin with, uh, would you want to film this? Will this sound bad? Will it just sound like I'm bombing? Or you can uh, add laugh tracks from like the 50s with all dead people. Too. I, I talk shows have been doing. I shot a special once, like when when I was way too early. I was like actor becoming a stand up and thought I could do an hour. And uh, it was one of those like within three months, I was like, oh, I'm a better joke writer already. That's, <laughs> you know, yeah, you're, three months, you're increasing. I was going to keep up doing comedy for like a year and they're like, I'm going to do, do my hour. I'm going to do my special. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially in the beginning, I, just like your jokes improve. If you're really writing, I have uh, your jokes improve. For you. sure. uh, if you did, I don't, unless you already did this on your special, but that, that is a really cool like headshot that you have on your Zoom avatar. You should uh -huh. make that into a mask and have like everybody in the audience wear the mask with your hand. Oh, on that's it. a good idea. Like, you know how like Dave Chappelle does with the Chappelle mask on the shows. That would be fun. I mean, th there was a thought I had in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I had all this merch. I was like just about to headline a bunch of very small places, but I was before the pandemic hit, I had my first four weekends in a row of headlining on the road. Mm -hmm. And I, oh, thought, I had all this merch that now I don't feel good about anymore, but I have boxes of, of, of fucking merch in my <laughs> Um And when the coronavirus started, I was like, ugh, if I was a different kind of comedian, I would have made those face masks right away. <laughs> um, yeah. There, you, there's there's some of those comedians and a lot of them aren't good but they know like oh i need to get branded face masks immediately yeah, yeah i know a couple of guys i know one guy that does a lot of merch but he's kind of funny um who's that i'm like sam <laughs> okay why would you not yeah. want to promote their merch ryan yeah yeah good you said only good yeah. things about them i said yeah. he's funny no willie mac does a lot of merch you guys oh know okay yeah, he has like the Mac hats and the Mac mask and all that stuff. I thought you were gonna mention Mikey McKernan. Mikey McKernan is not. Yeah, funny. That, that, that too. Oh yeah, that would be funny. No, Willie Mac, Mikey McKernan actually has bumper stickers that say Mikey McKernan is not funny, and they're like all over the country. Like you find him in like bars and shit. Listen, it's amazing. Again, I've only I feel like I've only really taken advantage of it for a while, but I have merch some i have this bit where i talk about only owning a hand towel and so 
it's it, the bottom line is the punchline is moister crunchy and it's it's this thing where i send, sell these hand towels for ten dollars a pop and they only cost me i bought them in big bulk but 150 each and i will do headlining gigs where i'm pulling in an extra 200 to 300 bucks selling these hand towels and especially at my level that's that's 50 percent uh that's making 50 percent extra from what i was making from the gigs and they really help that so you have this you it. have these hand towels and this catchphrase moist or crunchy it sounds like there's some kind of jizz correlation there uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> and i and then i had if i do clean shows i can't do that bit obviously so uh. I, have, I have koozies and i have stickers the club i was working in it was a pain in the ass but the club i was working in times square it would be packed on a Friday or Saturday night, packed 100 people, 150 people per show and still getting paid, not great, but I would hand out these stickers. I, they'd be pay what you can. And I'd sometimes would get an extra 80 bucks. Really? Yeah, I, I can't stickers. wait to get into merch, into merch. You know, I would feel weird jacking off to one of my comics friends' uh, merch towel though. It'd just be like, I'd see their face after I jacked off. Like, <laughs> sure, you don't have to use it. Like, you don't have to jack off on it. You could wipe use it to wipe after like your hand i'm an on the back guy i'm not i'm not like and then then wring it out in your own mouth have a good time with it sure yeah (laughs) this is is, uh something i don't i don't want to reveal on this podcast but i will i'm kind of a a, i'm kind of a sock guy i like to use a sock no help me out here you because i've never understood the socks was always like the the thing people joked about yeah do you Put on the sock from the get. No, but no, sock, it's just a clean up. I, you put on the sock like when you're like getting ready to to ejaculate, and then you yeah. clean up in the in the sock. But it's okay. Then, but you do when you get close. That's when you it's sock time. You put the sock on before. Yeah, you, and you can use the sock multiple times, and eventually you wash the sock, and it's fine. When I, whenever it's, I it's use it's fine. This, I don't this, know. I don't know if it's fine. I used well, I to think everything that. washes out. Like jizz is, is just a. Yeah. I mean, it's not it like a shirt leave where it, there's. Yeah, but nobody sees it. It's on your. It's, it's on a your white book. sock usually. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever it's I like use the, the sock method, I've always put the like you know the part where your foot goes on my dick, and then the top of it that kind of drips over. I used to pat my stomach. Mm. Now that's weird. I don't understand that at all. But. But the other thing about a sock is that if you want to last longer, a sock makes you jack off longer because there's less stuff. You know. <laughs> Nick Lindsmeyer, you sock. You don't look like a sock guy. I want to know what you use to clean up. What no, do you like? I, 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 I find this whole uh, conversation debased and beneath me. So I, I'm gonna. I've wait. Go I've, I've just. Your I've host. Just, uh, you shocked have to this. Trying to last longer. You could just yeah. you know, <laughs> slow down the strokes or. Just give it a second. Well, I mean, do, do, you, do you come to <laughs> apologize to yourself? If you have a lot of free time, you need something to pass the time. So you just won't, you don't want it to be just like two minute thing, you know? You gotta right. have something to pass time. Sure. Unless you're gonna do it like all day long, which is I don't have time for that. Well, I, probably I would like I, I would I, like a I half hour it. podcast yeah. just about your Jack method, Rich Ryan. That sounds really yeah. good. So what I. I would like to know what Nick uses to clean up, and then we'll get to the final segment. I'm not going to say it on the podcast. What? It's it's a normal thing. Every man uses something to clean up. It, All right. Is it your historically, historically, a t-shirt is better than a sock, okay? 
because it's, it's better just to jerk off before you shower, you know? That's that is the, what, every time I do a comedy festival and they give me one of these shitty, shitty black t-shirts with the comedy festival logo on it, I'm like, new jizz rag for me. <laughs> yes, I like that. That's, that's fun. So it's time for the final segment. Do, 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 do. The final segment. Yeah, no one has known what the final segment is on this podcast. We have 30 guests. You have to have listened to a whole episode to know what it is. So I'm assuming you don't know what the final segment is. Uh, no, I do not. Okay. Well, the final segment is where the guests, our special guests, who has a special coming out tomorrow. What's it called again? Shelf Life. Shelf Life on Amazon. Gianmarco Ceresi, ask a question for all three of us, and uh, we have to all answer the same question, then you answer it at the end, and it, it doesn't have to be a, uh, a a good question, and it could be funny or serious. Okay, since we're just getting dirty, and I, I really, I, uh, what was the last, and be honest, what was the last thing you put in a porn search bar? Ooh. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, children. Oh boy. Oh, that's very honest. <laughs> what? I just wanted to see what would come up. I was doing research. Sure, there's gonna sure. be a new. There's gonna be a new HBO documentary, Linsmeyer versus Porcelino, uh, kind of like the the Fallon. Oh, really? The, the Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Pharaoh versus Allen. Did you hear about that? I thought it was a boxing match, and I think. Like Fallon versus Pharaoh. I'm I actually think, going um, to watch the first episode at uh, my girlfriend's place right now. Oh, nice. I was about to watch. Who, that who do you think wins? Who do you, I think Mia Farrow has more size, so I think she she'll win. It's like a boxing thing, right? Yeah, you, you could blow Woody Allen away. <laughs> Gusta Wind would take him away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think the last thing I I looked up was like this. Uh, you know, this Spanish uh, porn star that has like big titties and stuff. It's pretty hot. Okay. I'll I'll look her up. Spanish porn star big titties. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think I probably looked on uh, Twitter, which there are some good, uh, you know, clips on Twitter. But the problem is, like, you have to sign in to view it because it's adult content. Sure. But then you're, you're afraid that you're going to retweet like a porn, you know, video. And you're like, audience- what? Like what's porn yeah. on Twitter? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah Twitter. It's you, amazing. Well, you must have a. And, and the porn on Twitter is only thirty seconds. Is that all you need, Nick? No, there's some of it that's several minutes long, actually. Yeah, you can have several minutes if you have a verified really? or something. I I think it's interesting because I I've done a couple like Zoom shows. I did a Zoom show with a, a porn star named Sarah J, and she was someone who like when I was oh, younger. I jerked off to it. Was, I was doing booty. a Zoom show with her. It was surreal. Wow. Yeah. Um, and Did she do comedy? No, she was just there. Frankly, she <laughs> she lacked a certain degree of talk show charisma. Uh, <laughs> but it was, yeah, I followed her because I was hoping she'd follow me back. She has a lot of followers. And I've, I follow enough porn stars. I don't, I don't go to Twitter for porn, but I follow enough people doing OnlyFans these days that I can't scroll Twitter um I was at the hairdressers getting a haircut and I uh, couldn't go on Twitter because I was like, occasionally I scroll and a very graphic video will come up. Not <laughs> not someone undressing like 
double penetration. Wild. There, wait, are, is it a comic you know that is doing it, or or just like a random graphic? I, I have a couple of comic friends doing OnlyFans. Um, yeah, I have a couple of comic friends doing OnlyFans too, and I kind of I would like to see them naked, but I don't want to pay for it. I feel weird. Yeah, that would be weird. Yeah. If you're friends with them. <laughs> yeah. It would be weird. I definitely would have to create an alt account so they don't see that I would yeah. that I'm I'm doing it. Uh, yeah, that's just like too right, much effort. I'd do it for the the right person. I'm sure it would just feel weird. I'm sure yeah, it would just, be weird. I've always wanted it's always been like a kind of a I always thought it'd be cool to be on Pornhub and recognize someone. <laughs> from, yeah, I well living in LA, I, I end up running into a lot of porn stars that like even like it's been, I've seen some at, at comedy shows and also like AA meetings. I, I used to go to AA a lot. So I've seen some porn stars at AA meetings and comedy shows, like a, a bunch. Really? Yeah. I couldn't tell you a single porn star's name, like modern. Like, I mean, obviously, like me Not a single one. Right now. I know I, a, a porn lot. star's name. I don't know any I of them. Oh, I know, I know a lot. I definitely go through phases. Like, there's some like people four just like, people that I'm just into at the moment. Yeah, me really? too. Like some people are just into the categories, but I like if there's a chick that I know is real hot and I want to see her, you know, getting fucked. Or to, a good uh, actor. Sometimes you just know someone who yeah, you want, enjoys it yeah. in a specific kind of way. Yeah, you no, want to I'm, jack off to someone who's sag, kind of. Well, <laughs> well, the thing is, I'm so monogamous in my, you know, personal <laughs> life. Like I've only had one girlfriend. So and do you I only look up girls that look like your girlfriend that are named Dom? No, no, I'm just saying, <laughs> no. is like, why would why be monogamous in my porn stars? I'm not, I'm not going to know any of their names. I'm going to be the most sexist prick when it comes to porn. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I like that. I'm not monog- <laughs> I'm definitely not monogamous with my porn searches. Yeah, well, you're. What's less than monogamous in uh, sex life? Polygamous. Oh, polygamous. Yeah. Yeah, I'm polygamous. Like our friend Seth Lawrence, so so who so everybody answered the question. Uh, Borsalino, what was your answer again? Children. Okay, no. What's your serious answer though? Oh, my serious answer. Um, yeah. I watch a lot of threesome porn, so it's probably something along those lines. Threesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can, you watch threesomes with me and Noah and your girlfriend all the time when you're in the, when I'm when I'm cucking you. Yeah, the last porn I watched was actually you having sex with my girlfriend. And Noah, the bow. Yeah, and roommate. Noah, and yeah, and the Canadian that crashes on my couch. Yeah. Yeah, and That's you guys high five way too much. Uh, yeah, I, we I, high, I yeah, I think we were high-fiving too much. And then we got like a secret handshake that we do while we're DPing your girl. Oh, is that what you were doing? I, yeah, I, we were I, doing I, a secret I, handshake I, thing. Yeah, I didn't catch that. Oh, okay. Well, next time. So, Gia Marco, what is the last thing you searched for in uh, porn search? You didn't. You didn't tell me about that part of the segment. <laughs> yeah, we always ask the. Uh, they always have to answer the question they ask too at the end. The golden rule, baby. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. All right. I'm not sure if this is this is the truth, but it's someone um, who I've been uh, uh, a fan of recently. Her name's Brooke Wild. Ooh. And, Ooh, I've seen I've seen her before. She has some big boobs. She does, and and but it's because it seems like she's really enjoying herself. Is is it Brooke Wild or Brooke Wilde with an e? At the end? Wild with an e. W y l d e. Yeah, but you don't pronounce the e, Nick. And no, I'm gonna call her Wildy. Okay, you can. 
Nick Linsmeyer, are you familiar with this porn star? No, I'm just looking her up now. Is it so it's Brooke with an E and then Wild with a Y L D E? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I could I could see the attraction. Yeah. It's uh, but I'm saying I'm telling you, it's it's a big part of it is just its performance. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Maybe she's hating every second of it, but she is like if she is, she's the Meryl Streep. She's uh, yeah, more a I don't like her curvy. Look at porn when the, very cuz there's a whole category of this like where they look like they're not enjoying it at all, but that's not mm -hmm. that doesn't turn me on. It's that's, like that's feels so weird. I'm so not into that. That is Yeah. Uh, yeah, why would I want yeah, to Yeah, cuz like in real life, life, in real life if I have sex with a girl, she's not going to be enjoying it at all. So I'm trying I'm trying to have a fantasy, you know. Me, me and Ryan stepped on each other for the same joke. <laughs> oh, you you were doing the same insult. Yeah, that I was no, I, I let you have it. You set it up better. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this is the the real final segment. It's called plug. And you already plugged your thing. Special night. My special. special uh, but, uh, follow me. Find me online because I'm about to uh, drop a podcast. It's, it's called The Downside with John Marco Cerezi. And uh, it'll be coming out in a couple of weeks, but I'll post about it on my social media. Ooh, I'll have to check it out. And we nice. will. Uh, anything else? Any shows or anything you want to plug? Uh, oh, uh, when is this? Uh, probably uh, probably Sunday or, or Saturday this week. Okay, well, uh, I, I don't know if you have any fans in Appleton, Wisconsin. No, we don't have any fans. No, we have we have like a, okay. a dozen. We have like a dozen fans. Good. Um, I'm headlining the Skyline Cafe in App a Appleton, Wisconsin, April 9th and tenth. Nice. Oh, that's near my birthday. I might come, but yeah. not really. But Please I'll do. be somewhere else. But I love Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. Get some cheese curds. I can't wait to like do road gigs. That's, that sounds like fun. You like doing road gigs? Uh, I'm still pretty new at it. I I don't know if I will enjoy it or I'll be overcome by loneliness. But uh, I would suffer that just to have as much well, time as human. I just I you always have Brooke on. Wild at your side. Yeah, that's true. I listened to. Have you listened to Todd or read it? The Todd Berry's book about uh, being yeah. on the road in weird yeah. towns. Welcome to Hattiesburg, I believe. Yeah, I listened to the audio book recently. It's really good. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, he talks about being on the road in weird towns. It's interesting, like what he does when he's not performing. Yeah. Oh, that's really that's really interesting. If you want to see interesting posts on Instagram, go to Nick with nothing better to do on Instagram. At Ryan, the cable viewer on Instagram. And plug in the show notes as always, where you can find Linsmeyer. And what's your socials? I am uh, John Marco Cerezi, and that's G I A N M A R C O S O R E S I. Uh, just find me in the in the find the name of the thing in the show notes. Yeah, I'll put I'll put you in the show notes, and also I'll spell your name correctly. Uh, thank you. You've thank been you, a lot sir, of fun. Coming. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah. Thanks for being on the pod, man. Appreciate it. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Peace. See ya.